I just want to talk a little bit tonight uh, about Good Friday and about what was accomplished for us. You know, and, and why is this Friday called good or big? Or big. Yeah, why, why is this Friday called good or, or big? The reason is, is because of what was accomplished by love. It was not a great thing for Jesus to go to the cross just for him to die. It was not a good thing as Jesus hung on that cross just to die. But what was accomplished by him going to the cross? It was good. And it was great. And it is something as a church and as the, the children of God that we celebrate. And so Friday, as we have said, that was the day of the week that Jesus was crucified. And when God's goodness and his love was shown in his son on a cross. And we know that it was uh, last night. On Thursday night. That they, they came and they found Jesus in the garden. And they asked, asked uh, you know, the Roman soldiers came looking for him. And they asked, asked Jesus, where is this Jesus of Nazareth? And remember we looked at this a couple weeks ago. He just said, I am. And when he said, I am. Yahweh. That power just went out and knocked down the whole regiment of soldiers. I guarantee you, every one of those soldiers that came to get Jesus knew he was special. They knew that there was something that was very anointed about this man. And so they take Jesus to be falsely accused, to be mocked, to be beaten, and then to be hung on a cross until he died. And they had Jesus whipped when he was whipped, the Bible says, with a Roman whip that was designed specifically for torture. So it wasn't just like a, a tree branch or it wasn't just a leather strap. But the whip in which they beat Jesus in his back. It had woven within the leather straps shards of metal and shards of glass. And the purpose of these sharp pieces was that with every lash on the back as the Roman soldier ripped that whip off of his back, 
It was to rip the flesh from the bones. And we think the pain would have been when they hit him. But that was nothing compared to the pain as that was ripped away. And so they then placed a crown of thorns upon his head, the Bible says. And it wasn't a thorns like a rosebush thorn. But these thorns were about four centimeters long. And it says that then as they placed that crown of thorns on his head, they took rods of, of wood and they beat that thing into his skull. And those thorns that went into his head were like nails being driven into his skull bone. And so you can imagine, you know, when I'm shaving and I get a little cut, just imagine the blood that kind of comes out sometimes. You're like, stop bleeding. But that doesn't compare to what Jesus was going through. Because the nails that, that were pounded into his skull caused blood to run over his face to where... It, it, it truly turned red. He was no longer recognizable as you could probably imagine. And so here, then they took Jesus and they walked him down the road trying to carry this bar that he was going to be crucified on. And because he had been so badly beaten, and because he had already lost so much blood, he was not able to physically walk to carry the cross any longer. So they had a man in the crowd come and help Jesus to carry the cross the rest of the way up the hill. And they got to the top of the hill and they laid Jesus down and they nailed him to that piece of, piece of wood. And the Bible said that when Jesus was on the cross, that about noon on that day, that the whole sky went black. And it was black from noon until 3 p.m. You know, some uh, people that try to argue against the Bible say, well, there must have been a solar eclipse at that specific moment. Well, I've never known a solar eclipse to last three hours. No. It's impossible. The, the full solar eclipse will last maximum seven, eight minutes. This was for three hours. The, the world was dark. So in the middle of the day, the soldiers are looking around thinking, 
This isn't normal. And then about three o'clock in the afternoon, the Bible says that Jesus cried out with a loud voice. He said it is finished. And he died. And when he died, the Bible says there was a violent earthquake that shook everything. And it was so violent that rocks began to split and crack. The Bible says that at that same moment that the curtain in the temple to the Holy of Holies was ripped from the top to the bottom. And another cool thing the Bible says is that the tombs around Jerusalem began to open up and people began to walk around the city who were dead. And so it was pitch black in the middle of the day. And if any of you have been to Jerusalem, you know the Middle East, it is usually hot and sunny. Very warm. There's no sun shining. There's no sun shining on this day. The earth shook and things are breaking. Graves are opening up and people are walking into the city. So things are happening very differently with Jesus' death than with any other death. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 27... Ja piibra räägimele Mateus evangeeliumi 27. Mateus 27.54 ütleb, aga kui pealik ja need, kes temaga ühes Jeesust valvasid, nägid maad värisevad ja seda, mis sündis, lõid nad väga kartma ja ütlesid, tõesti see oli Jumala poeg. They saw it would turn dark. And they saw when he took his last breath. The whole world shook. And they knew this was somebody that's different. And not only were these experts at killing people not only did they think he was special, but they said, he is the son of God. The way that Jesus lived was supernatural. The way that Jesus died was supernatural. And everybody around him knew that what we just put on the cross was not a normal man. That he was the son of God. Just as he said that he was. They put a sign over Jesus. And a mocking way. That said here is the king of the Jews. 
And in other words, see Rome as more powerful than any king you could put before him. Teise sõnu öeldes siis, et, et Rooma on kõvasti kangim kui justi kuningas, kelle ta võid meieta panna. But when they saw the way he died, they said, no, surely he was. Aga kui, kui nad nägid, mis sündis, siis kui tema, tema suri, siis nad ütlesid, et ta, ta kindlasti oligi Jumala, kui, so, Jumala, Jumala poeg. There was amazing things that happened on this day. Et seal päeval toimusid hämastavad asjad. Then after that, the Bible says they took down his body and they placed him in a tomb. Now I want you to remember this. As horrible as all of that that I just talked about is. And I did not go into very much detail. As you can imagine, there is a lot of detail to go into. But as, as horrible as all of that sounds. You need to remember that Jesus chose the nails. He chose the beating. He chose to die for you and me. And, and the Bible says this, that when, when uh, Jesus talking about this time, he said, no one takes my life. Siis, siis Jeesus ütles selles kohas sellest hetkest rääkides, et mitte keegi, ükski inimene ei võta minult elu. But I give it up willingly. Aga ma annan oma elu vabatahtlikult. I do this out of my decision, not the decision of any man. Ma loovutan ise oma elu ja ma te- otsustan seda ise teha, mitte ükski inimene ei otsusta seda minu eest. So it was on the cross that Jesus emptied himself physically mentally emotionally and spiritually risti peal kus kus jeesus nüüd alistas ennast täielikult nii füüsiliselt vaimselt mentaalselt kui ka kui ka kui ka koguma hingaandis and so this this love that he showed for us see armastus mida tema näitas meile sel päeval it was greater than the betrayal that he faced see oli suurem kui see reetmine mis tema selja taga oli it was greater than the heartbreak that he felt see oli suurem kui see südame murdumine mis tema toimus it was greater than the pain that he experienced in his body. In all of this, this spiritual and emotional suffering, his love for you was greater than all of that. And his body, the Bible says, was broken for us so that we could be healed in our body. His blood that was poured out means that the precious blood of Jesus means that we can be uh, saved and forgiven. And so Jesus Christ was our Passover lamb. And he was the last sacrifice that was needed for you and I. Now why is this reference that the Bible says about Jesus calling him the Passover lamb, why is that important? Why is that important? Uh, because during this week, they, the, all the Jews were in Jerusalem to celebrate the festival of Passover. And this just happens to be the time that they take Jesus and kill him. 
Ja see juhtu, mis on ka see sama aeg, kui nad võtavad Jeesuse ja oferdavad tema. I certainly do not believe that was just a coincidental moment. Ma ei usu, et see oli kuidagi mingisugune kokkulangedus. It was the plan of God. Ma usun, et see oli Jumala plaan. And what I want to do is I want to read out of the Old Testament a little bit. Ma tahan teile natuke lugeda vanast testamentist. And I want to read about the Israelites as they are being held captive in, in uh, Egypt for over 450 years. Ma tahan lugeda sellest, kuidas juudilaid olid Egiptaste käes 400 450 years. They were they were slaves to Egypt. And then they were supernaturally brought out by the hand of God. Of this moment. It was something that the Jews remembered year after year after year. It was the biggest holiday on their calendar. As they knew this is when God delivered us and gave us a, to be a sovereign nation. And so uh, this this was a divine time that 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 uh, God had set up not just for the the holiday but also for Jesus to come and die. And out of Exodus chapter 12 I want to read with verse 3. And this is the instruction that God gave to them before they were to be delivered. But here in verse 3 it says, And tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of the month each man should take a lamb Uh, for his family and one for each household. And so each each family was to take a lamb or a goat. And use that as their sacrifice. Now let's jump down to verse 7 and this is what they were to do with it. They are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and on the top of the door frame of the house where they eat the lambs. Ja nad võtku veerd ning võidku ukse mõlemad piit, piit jalgu ja pealispuud kodades, kus nad seda söövad. And that same night they are to eat the meat roasting it over a fire along with bitter herbs and the bread made without yeast. Ja nad söögul ja liha selsamal ööl tulel küpsetatult ühes hap, hapnemata leiva ja kibedate rohtaimidega söögu nad seda. And do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water but roast it over a fire. With, with the head, the legs, and the internal organs. And then verse 11 says something I think is very uh, important. I'm sorry, verse 10. Sorry, It says, do not leave any of it until morning, and if some is left until morning, you must just burn it. 
te ei tohi selles midagi üle jäta hommikuks, nis aga selles hommikuks üle jääb põletaga tulega. And so this is what they were to do with the Passover lamb. Seda si tuli koheldas siis paasad alle. And the Bible calls Jesus our Passover lamb. Ja Bibel nimetab Jeesust meie paasad alleks. And so God here, one thing I, I, I want to bring out in this is in verse 10, it says that God is very specific about what was left? Üks asi, milles suhtes Jumalus väga spetsiifiline kümnenda saimis on see, et mida tuleb teha sellega, mis on alles jäänud. God, God wants us to partake of as much as we can. Jumal tahab, et me võtaksime osa niivõrd paljus kui võimalik. When it comes to the Passover lamb, they weren't to eat until they were just, you know, pleasantly full. They were to take as much as they could until there was nothing left. I think this applies to us as Christians concerning Jesus. That as Christians, we are to take as much as we can of what Jesus Christ provided for us by going to the cross. Jesus accomplished all of this for you. And I believe that God is calling from heaven and he is saying, take what's been given. Don't leave anything undone. And he has given us so much. He's given us salvation. He's given us healing. And he's given us so many blessings. And so the Passover lamb was the one that was the, the thing that helped them to be delivered on that night. And what they were to do is put the blood over the doors of their homes. And putting the, do- the blood on the door frames was a sign that the lamb has already died for these. The lamb has already died and so they are safe. And when, when the, that, that uh, uh, spirit of death came into the, the area, every house that had the blood on the door was left untouched. And every house that did not have blood on the door says that the firstborn of every one of their animals and the firstborn son was had uh, died on that night. And so the sacrifice of the lamb was needed for salvation of the people. The lamb had to die so that they could live. And for us, Jesus is our Passover lamb. And when his blood is over our hearts, over our lives, when, when, when death comes, 
death cannot touch us. It might take our body. But it can't touch the real you on the inside. Because you are you are covered by the blood of the Lamb. As a Christian, as a believer in Jesus Christ, the Lamb has already died so you can live. The Lamb has paid the price. And it's already been done. So we will live forever in the presence of a mighty God. And so Jesus was what the Bible calls our spotless Lamb who died for us. And because he died, and because his blood is over our lives, we are safe. Because we have a Savior. And I've said this many times and you will hear me say it many more times over the years. Everybody needs a Savior. Everybody needs a Savior. Everybody needs to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives. Because if you don't, there is no blood over the doorframe of your heart. And you are vulnerable to death when it comes. And so this instruction... Uh, that, that God gave to them really opens up our eyes to what Jesus did for us. And then on the night before he was betrayed, the Bible says that Jesus met with his own disciples. And this was the instruction that Jesus gave to his disciples. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I'm going to read several verses here. Starting with verse 23. Now Paul is writing this and, and he's, he, he gives us this, this insight into what was happening. He said, for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. Esimese korintlastele 11.23, sest mina olen isandalt saanud selle, mis ma teelegi olen annud, et isand Jeesus sel ööl, mil ta ära anti, võttis leeva. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. Ja tänas ja murdis ning ütles, see on minu ihu, mis te eest antakse, seda tehke minu mälestuseks. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this is a cup, it is a new covenant in my blood, and do this, and whenever you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. Samuti ta võttis ka karika pärast söömaega ning ütles, see karikas on uus leping minu veres, seda tehke nii sageli, kui te iganes seda joote minu mälestuseks. For whenever you eat of the bread and drink from the cup, the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Sest igakord, kui te seda leiba sööte ja karikast joote, te kuulutate isanda surma, kuni ta tuleb. So this is why we have communion as a church. See tõttu me kogudusene võtame osa leiva murmisest. We still do this today what Jesus did with his disciples. Me teeme seda tänase päeva nii seda, mida Jeesus tegi oma jüngritega. We do this in obedience to Jesus. Me teeme seda sõna huulelikusest Jeesusele. But also we do it to remember 
all that he has done for us. We as a church we usually have communion about once a month. And this, maybe we should do it more often. Some people think we should. I've had people ask us why we don't do it more. But I don't want this just to become a ritual for you. I want it to have great meaning every time we do it. I think if it's something we do on a regular basis, it just becomes like breathing. We don't even think about it. Anymore. But when you haven't breathed for a minute or two, then when you take the next breath, you appreciate it more. And so I want us to truly, as a church, appreciate communion every time we have it. But Jesus tells us what we should do do to remember the price that was paid on this day. The body that was broken for you. The blood that was poured out for you. He says it's represented in the bread and in the cup. And then he goes on to say this in verse 27 of the of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Says, uh, so then, whoever eats the bread and drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and the blood of the Lord. And so here, this is, this is an important thing. Because I do not want to be one, and I do not want you to be one, who has communion in an unworthy way. And verse 28, as, it, as he keeps teaching, he said, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. We're not to examine one another. We're to examine ourselves. For those that eat uh, and drink without discerning the body of Christ, drink, uh, eat and drink judgment upon themselves. Which... Uh, 29. And that is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep or died. And so, when it comes to communion, the point of communion is not just that you take it. That's not what is so important. What is important is how you take it. That it's not just but that you understand and you remember 
what it is that you're doing. We are to remember something about the bread, Jesus said. We are to remember something about the juice that we drink. That is the point that brings power to communion. This is not saying that you are living a perfect life. This is not saying you have to be pure and holy to have communion. That's not what communion is about. Communion is about remembering the price that was paid for you 2,000 years ago, approximately, on a Friday night. So it's not just that Jesus went to the cross. But it is what Jesus accomplished on the cross that makes all the difference. So it's not just seeing a picture of him hanging there for you. That's not what changes your life. But it is what was accomplished by him hanging there will change your life. And this is what the Bible says we need to make sure that we focus on and we remember every time we have communion. And so what makes a Christian worthy of God's blessings? And all that Jesus has done for us? It's the blood. His blood that was shed for us. The blood that was ripped, uh, that was shed as they ripped skin off of his back. The blood that poured down his face as they drove those thorns into his skull. The blood that flowed from his hands and from his feet as they nailed him to the cross. And stabbed him in his side. The blood that was shed for you makes you worthy of everything God has ever promised. There's great power in the blood. There's amazing power in the blood. And you might think, well then how could a Christian do this unworthily? Take communion unworthily. If you don't remember the sacrifice, if you don't remember the blessings that now belong to you because of the sacrifice, it's the sacrifice and the blessings. And when you take the bread, you remember. When you drink the juice, you remember. And so Passover is no longer to be just a big party. And it's not anymore to be just a ritual that we do. But communion is to be a serious connection between you and your Savior. Where you know on the inside 
Jesus has paid a price for you. Jesus is your Savior. And recognize that his sacrifice that he made in his body means I am healed. Recognize that the sacrifice of his blood means that you are forgiven of all your mistakes and sins. And miracles, I believe, can happen in a time of communion. If when you do it right, somebody could be healed in their body. When you do it right, remembering the sacrifice and the blessing, I believe somebody could give their life to God as they take communion. And so all that has to, to to, to be done in this moment to make it holy is that you remember. But this kind of remembering is not just that you think about it. But that you appreciate it. You know, there might be great moments in your life that, that you remember. But what makes those moments more powerful to you is that you appreciate what you remember. The amazing times that you've had and you just say, that was awesome. That needs to be the way that you look back and remember Jesus. And you might say, but I wasn't there. But the Bible is a living book. And the Bible tells us exactly what happened. And we can use our mind's eye to remember. <laughs> and I guarantee you, when you remember that, and you remember all that he provided so that you can live, then you are going to experience something powerful in your heart in your life. And so Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is our Passover Lamb. Jesus is the one who was sacrificed for us that we might experience life. And life is in the blood. Let, let me just look at a few more places of scripture here and then we're going to have communion together. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14. It says, and how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge our conscience from dead works to serve a living God? And then in Colossians 1.14. In whom we have redemption and through his blood even the forgiveness of sin. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are becoming new. 
And so this is why the Passover represents Jesus. This is why communion is so important. Because these two uh, things that, that we remember the Passover and communion these two things that, that we do as, as a some might call ritual they are to be remembering what was truly taking place to help us remember it was through the blood of Jesus that we are forgiven and that we can stand before our God that is through the blood of Jesus that we that old things are, are, are done away with and that new has, has come to us in our hearts. And so this is why communion needs to be done from your heart. Communion uh, points to the removal of sin. And to the removal of sickness. That our bodies can be healed in whole. That our spirit can be healed in whole and return to God. And if you do not know Jesus as Lord, I believe that communion could bring you into the family of God. And if you are sick in your body, I believe by taking communion you can receive the healing power of God. Because healing and, and forgiveness are, are paid for in the same moment paid for on the same cross and paid for with the same blood that we can remember Jesus and we could be forgiven we could be healed and we could receive the power that is available to us through the blessings of God and so Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples and he did it in a very new and a very meaningful way. He said, we're no longer thinking about, you know, uh, two and a half thousand years ago. We're remembering what I'm going to do for you tonight. In the process that I will accomplish over the next few days. I want you to remember me. And that's what I want us to do tonight. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. Because it was God's perfect timing. The perfect timing where he would bring Jesus into Jerusalem to go and hang on a cross for you and me. And not just for you and me. But for everybody who would ever live on this planet. Their sin is forgiven if they will put their eyes and their faith in Jesus. And this is where Jesus offered his body. And gave up of himself. 
Ja loovutas ise ennast. And shed his blood. Ja valas oma verd. As the lamb of God. Kui Jumal ohvrid all. And we know that we have we've studied this together as a church. Ma olen koos kogudusena seda uurinud ja õppinud. That even in heaven. Et isegi taevas. Jesus is still seen as the lamb of God. Jeesus on ikkagi on Jumala tall. For eternity we will worship the lamb of God. Kogu igaviku me saame täistada ja 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 kiita Jumala talle. And so when we receive the bread what we are doing is we're declaring I am healed by Jesus. And when you drink the juice, when we receive the cup, we're receiving new life. And we're receiving forgiveness of our sin. And this is what's going to make communion such a powerful thing for us tonight. And the way that I want to do it as we always do. I want us to, to we'll sit and listen to the song that the worship team will sing. And the ushers we'll pass out the communion to everybody who's here. I ask you just to hold all that until everybody's been served. And then I'll come back up to the front and we will take communion together. This is the way that Jesus wanted us to do it. He wanted us to do it together as a church. And so let's just close our eyes. Let's just make this a moment where we prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts. And let's let's make sure that we are going to remember all that was accomplished for us.
as we remember him tonight. We remember the love. Remember him laying himself down. So that we could live. This is a powerful thing that we do. This is why we can have all that we have. This is why we will live for eternity. It's because he laid himself down for you. So Jesus took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body that is broken for you. He said, and every time you eat of this bread, remember me. Let's remember the Lord. Bible says that after they had eaten he said this is a cup of a new covenant in my blood and every time you drink from this cup remember me until I come again let's remember him would you stand with me Hallelujah. Oh, Father. What an amazing plan. What a gift that you've given to us. That from the beginning of time, your son was the lamb who was slain for the world. And we are so thankful. We're thankful for this life. This life that you have given us to represent you to the world. But we are so thankful. That we will be forever with you in heaven. That we will be able to stand in your glory. And worship the Lamb. Worship the Lamb who sits on the throne. Holy, holy, holy. Is the mighty Lamb of God. Oh, Lord, we love you. Thank you that you were willing to pay this price for us. Thank you that you paid a price for our sin. So that your blood can be over the hearts of our lives. That there's no harm that could come to us. We will not experience death. Because the Lamb has already died for us. And I thank you. Lord Jesus that as you hung on the cross you thought of us you took our sin you took our sickness and you paid a price that we could have life and so we are so thankful and we receive all that you have given to us we are a church who wants to walk in the fullness of all you've provided 
tajuses, millega sina oled meid varustanud. That we would not uh, allow you to, to, to have done this for nothing. But that your sacrifice for us would have great, great meaning. Lord, help us to live in a way where we remember you. Give us the strength and the wisdom and how to share our faith that we would be a light to the world and we would carry the Spirit of God and we would go out and we would tell people what has been done for them. And I thank you, Father. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you have done. And we will be grateful for all eternity. We are a grateful church. And we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just thank Him. Just lift Lisa, your voice and just thank Him. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank You. We thank You for the cross. We thank You for the sacrifice for us. Thank You for what You gave up Oh, we thank You. We thank You. Oh, we're so grateful. Hallelujah. That you paid a price. That we could have victory in your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for the name. Thank you for the power of the name. Thank you, Lord. And we remember you. We remember you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So Good Friday is not a time of sad tears. And you might say, well, Pastor, it looks like you got some tears in your eyes. They are thankful tears. I'm not sad. I'm grateful. I am humble. He would love me so much that he would give me this life. That he would give me new life. And I think that remembering Jesus and understanding what he did should bring tears. If this doesn't move you, then you've been a Christian too long. And you've forgotten what it is like to not have Jesus in your heart. Not to have the covering over your life. I want us to remember him and to be grateful and to be moved by his because then we will go out and we will be who it is that he's asking us. And I want us to live moved by God. Moved to people. Move to share our testimony with those around us. Share what he's done for you. You don't need to preach the Bible. You just need to share your life. Talk about the goodness of God. And the power of God that you've seen in your life. And your story can help somebody to find you. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Let's go be bold about Lähme who we are. Julged selles, kes me oleme. Let's go be bold about what we Lähme have. Julged selles, mis meile kuulub. Because we have a risen Savior. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. On this very special night of communion. And I pray that you'll have an awesome weekend. And we will see you Sunday.